Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We are now discussing Chapter 3, Karma Yoga, Yoga of Action. So we have heard Arjuna telling Krishna that you are confusing me. On one hand, you said that I should be taking part in this war. And other hand, you said that buddhi is better than karma. And he asked me to control my senses and sit down focusing on you. I'm confused. So tell me which is right for me. In response to that, Bhagavan said, Loke asmin vividha nista pura prupta maya anagaha. Right from the beginning of the time, when these worlds were created, I said there are two paths, two-fold paths. Gnana yogena sankhyanam, karma yogena yoginam. For those who are contemplative type, for them it is gnana yoga, yoga of knowledge. And those who are men of action, who are action-oriented, for them karma yogena yogina. for them karma yoga. So obviously the question arose last time, why there is no bhakti yoga mentioned here? But one said clearly that pura prokta mayana, right from the beginning I gave only two paths. He didn't say there are three paths. We commonly say that there are three paths to achieve godhood, karma, gnana and bhakti. But the implication here is there are only two paths which are in my control which I can travel, which I can pursue. Karma and Gnana. Karma, because I have this ability to act, I can pursue the path of karma. I can transform my day-to-day actions in Karma Yoga. Karma is binding, Karma Yoga is liberating. So I can perform this action. Or, if I'm a contemplative type, then I can just contemplate on what is the nature of the Supreme Self and I can achieve that. Bhakti is the destination. The two paths I can travel and I can choose any one of them according to my own ability and my means but I am trying to reach the final destination which is the identification with the Supreme Self which is Bhakti. We have discussed many times that bhakti is devotion. Devotion is love for the divine. And love is nothing but identification. So bhakti is identification. Without knowing Bhagawan, there is no way that I can develop bhakti or devotion or identification with him. It is also something which is not in my hand. It is something like you can try to fall in love. You fall in love in spite of all your argument that this is not the right thing to do. Something which in my control I can pursue, the experience of reality is something which is not in my control. It is also something like, I heard a lot about New York City, the big buildings, skyscrapers, 
I want to experience that. So obviously the plan would be to visit New York City. If I never gone there before, my entire knowledge of New York City comes from the descriptions and the magazines which I have read and the photographs I have seen. So there are two paths. One is to take go by road. Other is to go by air. Now depending on my mood, my liking and my means, I'll choose one or the other. So if I choose by road going to New York, I'll have various experience on my path. The journey itself will give me various experiences. I'll pass through Virginia, then Maryland, then Delaware, then Pennsylvania, then New Jersey, and then eventually I will end up in New York. When I end up in New York, that's where I will have the experience of New York. And they will say, oh yeah, this is what people were talking about. And when I experience it, I can identify and then I may say, I fell in love with New York. So that is one way I can experience New York and then identify with New York. The other way is to go by air. Then by air, it is from the Richmond International Airport directly to the JFK or LaGuardia, and then I'll go straight into New York. I have no in-between experiences. Experience where I am to directly where I'm going. Then I will have the same experience of New York, same as if had I gone by road. So the final experience will be the same, but I may have a choice. One can give me varied other experiences on my way. Other one can have a direct experience from this state straight into the state which I'm trying to achieve. So bhakti is the final destination to identify with the Lord. It is not in my hand. Unless I travel there and reach there, bhakti will not occur. I cannot fall in love with someone who I do not know. Never heard about her, never seen her, know nothing about her. I cannot fall in love with her. So Bhagwan cannot be worshipped without knowing him. So bhakti is the destination, karma and gnan are the paths to travel. So with that Bhagwan says, Na karmanam anarambhat naiskarmim purusam asnute. Karma has to be performed, but we have also heard in the path of karma yoga, the final goal is naiskarmya reaching a state which is actionlessness. So I may have heard this before, I may also have concluded from chapter 2 that the goal in the life in the end is not to do anything, to stop all activities. So all the karma bandhans, I will not be affected by it. So Bhagavan clarifies here that by not acting, one does not reach the excellentness state. Nacha sannyasat evam siddhim samadhi also not by renouncing. Because we have seen that Arjuna was torn between act in this world according to his duties or he should renounce everything and go become a sannyasi. Just by renouncing your activities, you cannot achieve siddhi. Siddhim sam adhigachyati. You do not achieve perfection. So the goal we have seen in chapter 2 is that you achieve the state of perfection where nothing will affect you there is nothing to be achieved. You will be filled with a contentment 
then no other desire will be able to affect apurimanam achalam pratishtam when you are so steady in your wisdom of who you are as the true self then no amount of external impressions will affect you so that siddhi siddhi is perfection in naiskarmya is the state of actionlessness those are the two things we have learned from chapter 2 so bhagwan said by not acting you will not achieve that actionlessness actionlessness state is not physically not doing actions it is when you give up the sense of doership that i am not acting but i am just an instrument then you achieve the state of actionless in other words i have not performed any actions myself i was enabled by the consciousness functioning through me on the other hand the consciousness itself is not participating in any action and therefore no action is performed by consciousness also one i do not have an ego that ego is not performing any actions neither the consciousness is performing any actions the state becomes the one of actionlessness and siddhim which we have seen is when i achieve that supreme identification that i am all pervading almighty omniscient self there is nothing more to achieve once that identification takes place there is no more achievement left therefore bhagwan said just by renouncing activities you do not achieve the state of perfection so that's a caution that don't stop doing what you're doing you just change your attitude previously we're doing it as your actions to achieve something to gain something to find happiness now you do it because that will give you the means to achieve that perfection the antahakran shuddhi the purification of your inner self and say so why because nahi kaschit kshanam api jatu tishthati akarmakrut not even for a moment any living being can stay without any activity kshanam so i looked it up what is kshanam kshanam is 2 minutes the moment is 90 seconds so typically when we are offering a prayer for somebody who has passed away so we will have a silence for a moment and you close your eyes and that's that one minute or 90 seconds seem like eternity you're really waiting for whoever is leading this will sometime will say okay we are done with a moment of silence so even that moment when you close your eyes it seems like an eternity because you're trying to do nothing and even stop your mind doing anything that's not really easy or possible so bhagwan says nahi kaschit kshanam api even for a moment even for 2 minutes and kshanam is unit of time in our system 12 shanam is muhurtam that is 24 minutes that's why it's like kanya ko bula muhurt ja raha that's 24 minutes and then 60 of those makes a day nahi kaschit kshanam api not even for a moment we can stay without activity because even if we close our eyes and not doing anything our mind starts working we start thinking about things karyate hi avasah karmah sarvah prakriti jay gunaihi everyone is propelled to act by the gunas the qualities of prakriti 
the inherent qualities that I have as a living being is those of Prakriti. Because I am part of the Prakriti, my body, mind and intellect are part of this Prakriti and therefore they have the same gunas as Prakriti. This Prakriti's gunas are Sattva, Rajas and Tamas. Rajas is a very important part of Prakriti. Activity is a very important part of Prakriti. So there is nothing in this Prakriti can remain without activity. As we have discussed in Sankhya Darshan, Purusha is Chaitanya conscious but inactive. Prakriti is Jad, inert but active. Activity is the signature of Prakriti and because we are part of the Prakriti, as long as we are identified with the Prakriti as my body, my mind, my intellect, the qualities of Prakriti will drive me to act because it is the very nature, very signature of Prakriti is activity. And as we now know from science that even in inert nature, inert matter, there is an intense activity. Even in an atom, there is an intense activity of an electron circling around the nucleus. We know that the activity is the signature of Prakriti. As long as I am part of Prakriti, as long as I am identified with my body, mind and intellect, there is no way that I, I can escape activity. And the last verse, which we will see today, says, Karma Indriyani Samyamya Ya Aste Manasasmaran Indriyarthan Vimudhatma Mithyachara Sahuchate. We have already learned that by just renouncing activity, you do not become perfect. You do not achieve the Siddhi. Or by restraining your your organs of actions, you do not become actionless. But our natural tendency is, if I am asked to not do anything, then I will sit down not doing anything, but my mind will be still thinking about those activities. So on a fasting day, if you are doing agyaras and doing fasting, and I remember in my childhood when we were forced to do fast, all day you are thinking about food only. So, what for all to be done? How many times can I eat? Either or nirjala ekadasi or so more you are trying to restrain your senses, more senses are running towards those thoughts. So Bhagavan said that you are not achieving what you are trying to achieve by not acting. If your goal is to achieve actionlessness, but if your mind is not ready, then physical inactivity will not be of any great value. We know that fasting really doesn't do much good unless I have understood why I am doing it. If I am just doing fasting because it is a good idea and then I will have traditional falahar, which is we call farar in Gujarati, which is more calorie loaded than a normal day-to-day -day diet I have. Karma Indriyani Sanyamya. In chapter 2, Bhagavan said that Muni will withdraw his senses from the sense objects just like the tortoise withdraw his limbs. But Bhagavan talked about organs of perception, not organs of actions. So, not karma indriya. So karma indriya and he said, Ya aste manasasmaran. 
who is restraining the organs of actions, but organs of perceptions are very active. Yeah. He is thinking about the same actions. Indriyarthat, Vimudhatma. So, such a person is Vimudhatma because he is deluded. What is the goal? What is the purpose of restraining the senses from the sense objects? Mithya chara sahavuchyate. It is a futile activity. It is a hypocrite. He is doing something, he is showing that he is something, but at the core of his being, he is something else. I cannot restrain my senses, but I am trying to show that I can restrain my senses. So, it is a hypocrisy. Now, this hypocrisy is not to the others. It is not that I am showing up to others, I am showing up to myself. This is hypocrisy to my own self, that I am cheating my own self that I am not doing any activity because my mind is actively engaged in it. So, Bhagavan said, this hypocrisy is more dangerous than a normal hypocrisy we talk about that when we are showing off in the society whatever we are not. That may or may not hurt others, but this hypocrisy of me showing off to myself that I am practicing this restraining of senses is actually will have a negative effect. What do we call it? A psychological confusion. We may have some psychological disease because I am forcefully restraining my senses. So, with that stop, we will stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.com dot podbean dot com or at chinmaya richmond dot org thank you om sarve bhavantu sukina sarve santu niramaya sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Guru Bhyo Namaha Hari Om